You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and you're listening to another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is July 28th. On Saturday, Atlanta United will play at Chicago in Soldier Field, and we are going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about what Steve Cannon, the CEO of Arthur and Blank Sports and Entertainment, which is Atlanta United's parent company, had to say today about the search for the next club president. As most of you know, Darren Eels, last day with the club, will be August 8th. And then he will take over uh, CEO of Newcastle in the Premier League on August 22nd. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Eels and one that uh, I think he deserves based upon his successes with Atlanta United. So Cannon spoke for a while today. He took many different questions. He kind of gave the same answers for some things, but the questions were somewhat similar. But here is Mr. Cannon talking about the timeline for the hire. The timeline for the hire is, is the time it's going to take. So uh, I, my aspiration or our hope is that we get this done prior to the end of the year. I think we can do a thorough global search, which is what we're going to do to fill Darren's very, very big shoes. Um, but we're going to do it thoroughly and we're going to cast a wide net and we're going to find a fantastic replacement. So there is no... Um, self-inflicted urgency to get this done quickly. Uh, we're going to play through this season. I'm confident that, we, you know, coach is, is acclimated and comfortable and we're going to drive through this season. Uh, and I'm going to, we're going to find a, a, a great replacement. So anytime that, you know, you're getting a new president and results haven't been what the club has wanted for the past three years to two, two and two thirds seasons, I guess you could say. It's natural to want to know if the club is going to maintain its philosophy. So I asked Cannon if the next president is going to be expected to maintain the philosophy established by Darren Eels of buying and attempting to develop and attempting to sell young talent. So 100% yes. Um, Darren bought so much thinking about the global game and about finding talent, developing talent, and, 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 and in and in certain instances, then trading that. So we're going to continue to be um, participants, active participants in the transfer market. We think that that is go going to absolutely be a key to future success inside of Major League Soccer. So it starts and ends with talent, talent development, the degree to which we can grow our own, you know, through our academies, 
um, and through our own territories and then acquire from the global game, we're going to continue that. So Darren set, um, set a lot of good precedents and that's going to be one we'll be building on. And then to just answer your final question, you know, Arthur is hundred percent committed to this ball club. The, the, the beauty of working for a guy like Arthur is he's, he always puts his money where his mouth is. He never says I want championship, but then doesn't provide you the, the, the means that you need in order to deliver on that. So Arthur stands fully behind our ball club financially. We will continue to um, aspire to championships every single year um, to being kind of a, a power club within major league soccer and to help us grow the game in, in North America. So Arthur Blank stands fully behind the, um, the backing of the club and that won't change one bit uh, with Darren's departure. Now, some of you on social media were kind of uh, being critical of this, saying who have they developed and, and sold? Well, Almiron is one. George Bellow mm -hmm. is another. They did end up selling Pity Martinez for more than they bought him for. Um, you can argue that they didn't develop him, uh, but that's how it is. I think Diego Almada, and we're going to get into him after the break with some things that were said today, has a bright future. Uh, I think George Campbell who I know y'all are aggravated with, but he's like 21 years old. So cut him some slack. Caleb Wiley, among others, have bright futures. The club is, it's in its sixth season. You, you've got to relax a little bit and understand that it takes time. Um, here's Steve Cannon talking about if the next hire is supposed to be like Darren Eels. I'm not going to saddle of Darren's successor with an expectation that you need to be an Instagram star. You need to be a great leader. You need to have a vision to build on what Darren has started and keep us, you know, for, for me, there's really three things that matter the most, right? We want to run, we want to have a championship ball club. We want to compete every single year. We want to run a great business. Um, and, and we've set records with attendance. We, um, We've set most of the business records that is that are to be set when it comes to Major League Soccer. So great, great ball club, great business, and we want to be a pillar of our community. So those are the three areas that we want to compete and win in every single year. So the expectation for Darren's replacement will be to do that. If he's great and funny and and can sing karaoke, that's a lucky strike extra. We'll take that, uh, but that's not going to be a job requirement. Yes, Darren Eels loves to do karaoke. It's it, you, There are many, many stories about this that I could share, but I'm not going to go into them right now. Um, followed up, uh, asked, someone was asking Mr. Cannon if they are going to use a search firm for this hire. So we will be using a search firm um, because we want to get this right. Uh, he, he, um, and 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 we got a high bar, right? So um, I've had my inbox is, is, is full with lots of people reaching out. Uh, and, and that's great, but I'm not going to just depend on circles and people that I know to deliver Darren's replacement. So we will go through a very, very thorough search. In the meantime, we're going to depend on Carlos to keep the continuity, the vision for an attacking uh, ball club that plays really forward, fast, engaging style of soccer. That's our brand. In fact, you know, the good news is that Carlos and Darren really codified in, you know, in writing the kind of ball club that we want to be. And, you know, Arthur buys into that. I buy into that. So we're not going to reinvent who we are and go off to a completely different style. We know what we want. 
It's been very successful, and now it's our job to deliver on that. So we're going to lean on Carlos to continue to deliver what um, what he's delivered. We're going to depend on him as in this transition period um, to work together with Coach Gonzalo to get us above that uh, above that uh, playoff line because that's our expectation. Um, but we're going to continue to lean on Carlos. Now they have not hired the search firm yet. Um, Cannon said that he is going to get started on that on Monday. He hopes to have the hire made by the end of the year. He has he doesn't have any knowledge of Garth Lagerway, Seattle's president, whom a lot of y'all have said he hopes at least gets an interview for the Atlanta United president job. That is, um, it's an interesting idea. I don't know if Garth fits what Atlanta United has established. Now he has won trophies and that's the most important thing. So that'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, Cannon addressed a, a few other things. There'll be a going away kind of shindig or a celebration or something for Eels. He's been with the club since 2014. Obviously the club's won three trophies, four if you count the Eastern Conference Championship trophy. But the MLS Cup, the USO pickup at the Campionas Cup, it's led the league in attendance. It will lead the league in attendance for six consecutive years. It holds most attendance records uh, for MLS Cup, U.S. Open Cup, as well as the league with the exception of the most attended game because Charlotte broke that earlier this year. And then some of you may be asking, well, where's this exciting soccer that Cannon just talked about? And Cannon also referenced the fact that he and, and Arthur Blank know there have been a lot of injuries and injuries affect teams in a lot of ways, but they're confident that Pineda is going to get the thing turned around. They're going to make up the four points and they'll make the playoffs. So I'll give you my thoughts about that because the next game, as I said earlier, is at Chicago. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. And some of you may have seen... Sarah Spencer's byline with some college football stuff. She was previously our Hawks beat reporter and did a fantastic job. And she is going to be doing a lot more with college football. So look for more content about Georgia, Georgia Tech, SEC, ACC from her. Uh, it's very exciting, I think, because 
I know that most of you are also college sports fans and she's a great writer and reporter. So it's a win-win for everyone. Okay. So let's turn. Oh, and Lauren Williams is our new Hawks reporter. She's also doing a fantastic job. Look for her byline on stuff and try to give her a follow on Twitter too. So as I said earlier, Atlanta United will play Chicago on Saturday. Kickoff is set for 5.08 p.m. Eastern. The game is going to be on Bally Sports South. You can follow my coverage live on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. The managers are two former Seattle assistants, Gonzalo Pineda for Atlanta United and Ezra Hendrickson for Chicago. It's at Soldier Field, not in Bridgeview anymore. Fantastic. Atlanta United on the road this year is 1-7-2. Chicago at home is 5-3-3. It has won its past three games. Goals for and against. Atlanta United 29 and 33, Chicago 24 and 28. Expected goals for and against. Atlanta United 31.4 and 30.7, Chicago 27.9 and 29.0. Your players to watch for Atlanta United Joseph Martinez, five goals, three assists. Ronaldo Cisneros, six goals, one assist. Marcelino Moreno, two goals, five assists. And Diego Almada, three goals, six assists. For Chicago, Jordan Shakiri, four goals and eight assists. Rafael Shishos, three goals. Chris Mueller, three goals, three assists. Tim Ford is going to be your match official. And to see my predicted 11, look for a headline, info to know at Lane United at Chicago that should be posting, I think, in the morning. There's going to be a few surprises in it. I don't want to spoil it for you. So I hope you'll click and maybe you'll even consider sharing because sharing is good and you are all good people. All right. So now to sum up where Atlanta United is in the table to provide context for this first bit of audio. The team is in 12th with 24 points. There are four teams between it and 7th place Cincinnati. There are, of course, seven playoff spots. Chicago is one of those teams. So counting backward here at spots that Atlanta United could reach by the end of the season. Cincinnati at 28th, Charlotte 26, Chicago 26, New England 26, Miami 25, Atlanta 24, Toronto, which has poured a bunch of money into its roster recently with 22, and we'll go ahead and throw in D.C. United at 18 because it is making some signings, is trying to satisfy what Wayne Rooney wants. And the way Atlanta United is playing right now, I wouldn't put anything out of the question. So ask Gonzalo Pineda if he's feeling pressure because of the number of teams he's going to have to fight through just to reach seventh. Uh, pressure pressure is in everything we do. Uh, I don't think we are receiving more or less pressure than ever. I mean, when you are in a club like Atlanta United, you want to win every game. And when that doesn't happen... Uh, you have the same amount of pressure. I mean, you put pressure on yourself regardless of the results. So when, when you, sometimes when you win, you put pressure on yourself to continue winning. And, and that's always in, in you. It's intrinsic. So um, that's, that's the same for me. Now, one thing that you have heard Pineda and the players talk about all the time is we create so many chances. We're just not scoring. And the team does lead Major League Soccer in key passes. But I posited to Pineda, it seems to me that you lead in chances created because you're falling behind so often in games. They, they've given up uh, nine goals in the first 15 minutes of MLS matches. I believe it's nine. It might be eight. But it's one of the two, which is not good. And I think that teams get the early lead. You see Atlanta United typically does not create a lot of chances in the first half of games. It didn't against Orlando. It certainly didn't against LA Galaxy. And so teams go into halftime and they know Atlanta United cannot break us down or doesn't want to break us down. So they kind of sit back. They relax a little bit. They play compactly. 
gives Atlanta United chances to create chances. Would you say they are quality chances, big chances? Uh, I'd have to go back and watch the highlights. So I asked Pineda, how do you create more chances earlier in the match? That's one of the details. I mean, uh, we are conceding a lot of goals in the first minute. That's a reality. How do we turn that? We talk a lot about that. Let's start from the whistle. Let's be alert. Let's be in the game. Let's be into the game. Let's be on the front foot always. We talk a lot about those things, but still we are conceding goals, right? Uh, so it's important that. But I think also once when we are 0-0, zero, zero, when we are tied, we are also producing a lot of chances. So it's not also when we are chasing the game. I felt that actually we don't produce a lot of chances when we are winning. That's kind of what, what we think. So uh, I think 0-0 zero, zero, the game is tied. We still produce chances. When we are losing, we produce a lot of chances. Uh, but I get your point. Is The idea is instead of chasing the game, what if now the opponent is chasing the game and maybe we have good players also for transition, whether we like transition or not, or we use it as much as other teams. Uh, we can be very effective in transition. But uh, I get your point. It's just we are bleeding goals at times in the first 10, 15 minutes of the games. And that, that's becoming an issue that we are trying to address and we are trying to fix. So hopefully this game we can, we can go at halftime with a clean sheet. I tried to find out if Pineda's uh, assertion was correct that they don't create chances when they win games. And I also tried to find out the number of chances created in 15-minute segments, but MLS does not keep track of that. Uh, I wish they did because I think it would be fascinating to look at, but they don't. Um, and you know my feelings about what I think Atlanta United should try to do. One of two things. Either they should bunker and then counter, because that's typically how they score most of their goals this season, is from broken plays. And it's how they gain success in 2017 and 18. You, you want to believe that they were playing Barcelona-style soccer, but they weren't. It was a counterattacking, hit them light and fast team. And they have the players. They could do that now. But that's not what they choose to do. Or... They just simply go Lyola Marymount and just try to outscore everybody by putting as many attacking players on as they can. I know that's kind of silly, but what they're trying to do, it may be creating chances, but it's not creating goals and it's not getting them points. Here's Luis Arujo talking about what's missing in the attack, even though they are creating chances. As I said, we're, we're creating chances. I think we're playing well, um, but, but we're not winning. We're not getting points. So that's what matters. Uh, we need to find ways to win. If, if we don't play well and we win, you know, that, that's what counts. Um, so we need to start, start trying to score more, well, start scoring more goals now. And I think once the ball starts to go in, um, you know, that's going to help and we're going to start winning a lot more games. And as I mentioned, Chicago has won its past three. I asked Aiden McFadden what the Fire are doing well and what has to happen for Atlanta United to get three points. The first thing is we got to just play our game and score some goals. I think that we create a lot of chances and very good chances. So if we can bury some of those, that is always a good step. The other side of it is we haven't gotten a clean sheet in a while. So, you know, you combine those two things, you win games. So that's what we're going to be looking to do. There's that chances created thing. Uh, Louise also mentioned it. It gets mentioned all the time. Um, I just... The numbers are there. They do create chances. It's, it's, are they quality chances? That's what I don't know. Um, and I, I wish I could find that stat somewhere. I know there's a thing called big chances, and I need to look at that. So now we're going to go into a soundbite. If you remember after the Galaxy game, I asked Gonzalo Pineda, why didn't Diego Almada start? 
especially after you look at the impact he had uh, when he came off the bench against Orlando. He had the uh, assist to tie the game on Parata's header. At the time, then, Pineda said that, well, I only have three midfielders, and I chose three other guys to for those slots. So that was either Marcelino Moreno, Luis Arjujo, neither a Marseidic or Renato Cisneros as a striker. He didn't really specify. So here's his answer today when I asked why Almeida didn't start. Before watching the film, I, I think we all know he's a great player. He's a fantastic player. He already proved that. It's a times thing that I see in the day-by-day thing that make me choose someone else. It's, it's things that at times you don't see that I see and I have more information that makes us to have more information to make decisions that maybe at times is hard to understand from the outside. But uh, we all understand that Almada is a fantastic player and when he starts, he's going to impact the game. When he comes from the bench, he's going to impact the game. And this also in which position he can impact better. So that's, that's my job, trying to put uh, him in the right place with the right players around to, for him to succeed. Now, Pineda was also asked if it's a matter of professionalism or skill set. And interestingly, Pineda said, It's about everything. It's about competition. It's about how they train. It's about uh, who's better. Certain weeks, we all have ups and downs. And at times, I see a player better than other. And sometimes, you are not able to see that. That's, that's a problem. So, it's about everything. So, I'm going to jump into the realm of speculation, which isn't really my job. But I think it suits for this podcast. I'm not saying this is true. And it's always more fun to believe conspiracy theories than facts. But if you remember after the Austin game, when Joseph Martinez said what he wanted to say to me, he said it very calmly. He wasn't ranting. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't anything like that. It was a very calm conversation. We play because we have to play. But uh, in the training, some players don't have that energy. Some people don't know what we have to do or they don't recognize or they don't appreciate the, the jersey. If you remember before Tiago Almada got here, he kept being asked about MLS and he kept saying he'd rather go to Europe. It's his preference to go to Europe. But at the time, no European clubs are going to buy him because he had some legal issues going on in Argentina. That's, I got to think that's the reason why. So he came to Major League Soccer and Atlanta United. He said all the right things in his interview, his beginning interview. But I'm wondering between what Joseph said, what Pineda referenced about the day-to-day things they see that we don't see, if there might be some issues with attitude uh, with Almeida right now. Again, I have no idea if that's true. But the timing seems to fit because Almeida started the Austin game it hasn't started since. Um, and Pineda also referenced after that Austin game, there were a lot of little things that hadn't been discussed that had been kind of swept under the rug that needed to come out. I don't know if one of those things was about Almeida, if it was about other players, if it was about training habits and practices and things like that. I don't know. But the pieces kind of fit into a puzzle that made it explain why Almeida hasn't started. And as I have told you all many times, Pineda is never going to publicly criticize a player, but it did seem like he kind of pointed in a direction today about Almeida. Um, So 
it's interesting stuff. We'll see if Joseph and Almeida start against Chicago. You can look at my predicted starting 11 when it posts on the headline info to know at Atlanta United News Now, on my Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. We're going to wrap up this version, this episode of Southern Fried Soccer. Please click, share, and subscribe. As always, hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones, and y'all take care. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, oh, oh.